says, Dude, where's my nar? So, Jimmy, thank you, honestly, for, for coming on. Um, we're with Jimmy Christensen from MTV Travel Review. Um, again, thanks. Looking forward to kind of talking about your YouTube channel, your mountain biking, just every all things you. Um, Kyle's on, Tyler's on, and I guess we'll jump right into this and and uh, just get going. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Happy to be here. Jimmy, yeah, how long have you been riding? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, so my dad threw me on a mountain bike when I was like, I don't know. 10 12 i'm sure younger but i don't remember that far back uh and then you know he tried to get me into mountain biking tried to take me to a couple races i remember having a full mental breakdown in the middle of a mountain bike race because i got lost and like could just had a complete panic attack like a little kid crying throwing his bike in the woods no one listening um and that didn't really settle and then i was i was kind of like this this outcast kid in high school so i got to bmx bikes for a few years through high school uh and then you know, once I went to college, it all kind of disappeared and then reappeared like four years ago. So it's been, it's been on and off, but whenever I find myself on a bike, it's like that natural draw, right? It's like that friend that, that you never left. Like it's, it's just some, something about two wheels, something about that freedom and just being able to do whatever you want. I'm hooked again. So. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely tell all your videos and whatnot and something similar happened to me. And like, we were just kind of chatting a little bit. I'm, I'm 33 and rode as like a teenager. I, I grew up in a small town in the Western part of Massachusetts, bunch of trails and stuff. And like, just, you know, life happened, got away from it, career, family. And I probably mm -hmm. say this every episode, but like, it just, it just happened. And like, I was lucky enough to, move to Boston and then move outside of Boston about 20 minutes South yeah. and picked it back up. I was, you know, there's trails around and was just head first. So yeah. I, I can relate I mean, to that. There's something I, I, you know what I mean? It always brings me back to like a kid, right? Like a bike was the one thing that allowed me to do what I wanted when I wanted. If I want to ride through the neighbor's yard and jump off their steps and, and, you know, I had my pegs back then, you know, doing grinds in the local school. Like, I don't know. There's, there's something about it. Like you were a rebel, right? You could go wherever, like even a couple of years ago in Boston, when I was still living there, I had my CX, like my gravel bike, whatever. And I used to ride the path. And this one weekend I just started riding like through yards and through like little trails behind people's houses. And I probably looked super suspicious on like a rigid, basically road bike, like doing all this off-roading. But I was just like that little kid again. I was like, I'm just going to keep wandering. I'm not going to look at a map and I'm going to see what happens. I don't know. I get all excited about it. It's like, I just love it. So, and we'll, we'll cut out all these pauses or any awkward oh, yeah. silences. Awkward or pauses anything. are good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> happens more often than you think. Yeah, you should see my videos before I edit them down. There's there's a lot of me talking to myself. <laughs> it gets very entertaining. I just want to do like a full spoof video someday because people think that it's, would it's be all awesome. tidy and perfect. It's it's not. It's a mess. I mean, it just goes. It goes to show like the editing. There's a lot of work that goes in the editing and and making stuff look good um and honestly that's a perfect that's a perfect segue um what how did mtv mtv be travel reviews start like what just 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's clearly very hard for people to say MTB. It's always, it's always, everyone goes MTV, like you make music videos. That's not, that's never going to be it. But uh, yeah, mountain bike travel review uh, started, what, three, four years ago? I lost track. Um, it literally started. I mean, I got in, I don't know. I don't think I've told you the story about how I got back into mountain biking, but like, we'll, we'll jump forward in my life. But at one point I went on Craigslist and was like, I need a mountain bike. I'm going to get one now. And I got a $1,200 Cannondale. And, and I thought it was the, the, I don't even remember the model. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. It was, you know, $1,200 bike. I was like, this is crazy money. I'm going to get so into this. <laughs> and I just started going in the woods with like my spandex and my fingerless gloves. And I was just tearing it up. I thought I was so cool. Uh, and then one time I was at Harold Parker and I bumped in, I like came across the trail, bumped into like 10 guys and they just looked like they knew what they were doing. And I was like, I need to be like those guys and like try to follow them. And then like nine of them didn't want to pay attention to me. They gave me like the side eye, like cool kid. They're like, why are you following us? This is weird. And then one guy, Glenn turned around and, and just started chatting with me. It was the nicest guy and let me follow them. And, and, and they really opened my eyes up to what, what mountain biking could be. So I wanted to go to more places and push my limits. And along with that, I realized like when you Googled places to mountain bike and you're trying to figure out like where you could go, it's really hard to find a good video or like even a good explanation of a trail system. Like, is it, is it expert level? Is it advanced? Is it someone's backyard? You never know what you're going to get. So I literally just like, you know, learn everyone kind of knew what a GoPro was. And I, I just got my first GoPro. And back then you had to have a gimbal and all this crap to go with it. And was just like, I'm going to start making videos literally just to help people that are looking for trails. That's, that was all I wanted to do. Just make quick three to five minute videos. I went exploring. This is what I found to make sure that nobody had to go through what I went through trying to like learn the mountain bike world through the back door. Cause it, it, like a lot of other sports, it can become kind of like not elitist, but if you're not like in the club, like you're really out of the club and there's not a lot of resources. So that's kind of how it started. I just started, like, if you watch some of my first videos, they were pretty rash. And it's just like, I thought I was so cool and the gimbals bouncing all over the place and my riding was terrible. But uh, yeah, I just started pumping out videos and I was like, I'm going to do one every week. And then as they got more intricate, the, the amount that I put out slowed down, but my obsession is, has never stopped really to, to what it is today quality over quantity man yeah every time yeah and that's like as it became more and more and of is it's like mountain biking right you get in you get your first thousand dollar mountain bike you're you're the coolest guy but now like two three years into it you're like i need these pedals and this size rim and this spoke and and yeah i'm clipless versus flat like you're you get so into it it's the same thing with videos you're like okay I can film this. How do I make it smoother? In the beginning was the hardest thing with like gimbals and stuff. Now it's like, I'm getting into light editing, sound editing. Like, do I need better equipment? Like it just, the more you get into it, it never ends. So yeah, for me, it's, it's really become like anybody can get a GoPro now and make a video. How can I push myself? How can I, even though I'm not on a professional level, is, is there a better story? Is there something that's more creative? Is what can I do to make myself stand out? And I found that it's, it's really taking the time and, and putting a lot of thought into the videos and not just pumping them out to put out a video every week. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, to me, it, it, I, originally I did have that inkling of like, man, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be a big YouTuber. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to be, you know, Phil Metz. And, and, and it's not that to me, like 
I'm just, I'm more pumped about my videos than anyone will ever be. And that's all that matters to me. And as soon as that stops, I'm going to stop making videos because as much as I, I do enjoy having this network of people in the community, you know, if, if it's not good for me, it's not, it's just not good for me. So that's kind of where I'm at. I, I love the fact that you mentioned why and the explanation was, especially because a lot of your first videos are, are trail systems that are within 45 minutes of where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, that is literally why we're probably sitting here today. Like I Googled or YouTubed um, trails like Massachusetts mountain biking or like whatever it was like looking to see if anyone had put up videos of, of the trails so I could check them out before I went to these yeah. places. Cause again, I'm just getting into it and <sighs> I hate to say it, but like trail forks is awesome, but it doesn't tell you what you need to know. Um, (laughs) Like a (laughs) black diamond could be anything from like four foot drops all the way down to like a pebble. Like literally. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I did that. I watched your early stuff and I was like, oh, this is great. Cause I like went back and I was looking at parks that were close. I think you did one on like, Harold Parker, Lynn Woods, um, Lincoln Woods. And I've gotten to ride some of these places now, which is cool. And then um, like subscribe to your channel. I was like, oh, this is great. He's local. This is awesome. And then through that, I kind of, I saw one of your road trip video down to Canuga with, with Willem. And I was talking to you kind of before the other guys jumped on and that's how I linked yep. up with Willem, who was a guest on the podcast. And like, I've gotten mm-hmm. some lessons with him. It's just so crazy how like these things work. And now we're sitting here with you, which is just awesome. Yeah. I mean, to think back to literally me, my fingerless gloves at Harold Parker, running <laughs> into this group of guys. And then like the community that I've been able to build from the, the team Granite guys who literally head first and we're like get after it or get out and i love that about them they were they just took me under their wing to meeting people like willem who is now taking my riding to another level and and really has some serious skills when it comes to to training and and your abilities and then even hanging with people like richie rude who's just like the coolest guy the most focused talented unbelievable rider i've ever been lucky enough to hang out with but also just a regular dude like we're we all have that thing in common and it doesn't matter what your skill set is where you are who you are if if you connect on that level like you're a part of the club you know welcome to the club we're all just here to ride bikes that's (laughs) that's pretty awesome that's my favorite part about going to bike parks out west because you just don't know who you're going to uh (laughs) rub shoulders with yeah um it's it's crazy um i don't think there's i can't think of another sport personally where like you could go to a race or any event and you could be standing next to someone that you've been looking up to and i think that's really a cool part of the sport yeah yeah totally and agree. a lot of the times those people don't even like they're just the same as you they act just the same they're just so down to earth i don't know i forget who it was but I'd have to ask one of my buddies the other day at race pro like vert rider slope rider, you know, just hanging out right in the same section as me, but she was paying no mind to people just minding her own business. Everybody was minding their own business. You know, it was cool. It's a, it's a nice atmosphere. Yeah. You never know. I mean, they're just, and you never know. Just normal people living their lives. They just happen to be insanely good and focused and hardworking. And I think that's the funny thing about mountain biking is it's, 
it's still like it, a relatively unknown sport, right? Especially if you get into enduro right. racing, like it, if you're talking fan base, I mean, NASCAR, you know what I mean? You, you can't compare <laughs> to things like yeah. that, but, but like the amount of work that these people, like it, it has to be a lifestyle and the amount of work that these people right. put in and, you know what I mean? Hanging with someone like Richie and like, he's always focused. He's always thinking about his skill set and his training. And it's like, but these people, they're not there for that credit because you're never going to get it in the sport. Like you have to be, insanely passionate to survive as a mountain biker especially on the pro level when it's trying to pay your bills like that that to me has been really eye-opening with that said what what's your favorite thing about riding bikes i mean adventure like there's a reason why mountain biking always stuck out to me so we'll 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 segue right into my childhood like uh because that's kind of the easiest way to explain it so Growing up, like I always had this, what I call crazy brain and, and endless energy, right? Like I have a fifth grade report card in the basement that was like, Jimmy finishes his test really fast and is now doing somersaults off his desk into the beanbags in the back of the room and is out of control. Like that's kind of my life. Like my life has been this balance of trying to e either live with or release my energy. And, and I think that's, that really is, is, for me, a lot of people are like, yeah, if I'm like stressed out or I have anxiety, I do yoga. That is nothing for me. Like if, if, if I'm stressed out and I have anxiety and I need to calm my brain or release my energy, like it has to be something where my heart rate is like 180 and, and there has to be a sense of adventure. Some sense of like the unknown, getting out there, going where few people are able to go or willing to go. Like that's, that's what cycling is in general mountain bike road bike i don't care it's it's this portal to the endless adventure right like that's i'm starting to get into skiing now it's like a whole i'm like a little kid in a candy store because it's just go out in the woods and figure out how to survive and and have an absolute blast and if you figure it out you're killing it so that's like that's that's why i mountain bike the the adventure solely whether traveling across the country or just finding a new trail at your local trail system you hit that trail and like this little glitter goes and you're like yeah all right like I'm crushing it. This is new. Nobody else is here. <laughs> like I literally will be in the woods just giggling by myself. Totally normal. No big deal. So that's that's it for me. If, they, if there was no adventure, if I couldn't travel and explore, that's those people that are like, yeah, I rode the same trail system for 40 years. I can't do it. Okay, that's why. <laughs> no, again, no way. The same. YouTube videos is like a way to force myself to go to new places. Like if I'm going to keep making videos, I have to travel more. I have to try. And that was pushing myself out of my comfort zone and but just seeking adventure. Was that a good, how did that go? I'll just go on these rants. So if you ever need to just stop me. Um, no, yeah, man. We love brain works. No, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Definitely riding the same trail over and over again can get monotonous. Uh, you just, you almost feel like you need something more to challenge yourself. And, exactly. and that's, like for myself here in Toledo, there's not really much. I got, I have to travel. Um, and that's all the more reason to go out and go travel and see these things. And, you know, people are like, Oh, aren't you doing another YouTube video? Or I don't really do YouTube. I'm just like more Instagram, but like, aren't you doing yeah. more Instagram videos on this place? I'm like, I've been here like six times and everybody's showing videos of Ray's mountain bike park and this and that. So I want to go somewhere new someone where someone really hasn't been and you know show something like that yeah. um and then it's it's more fun too you get to broaden your or like widen your horizon 
make your yeah. skills a little bit better, whatever it may be. And it's not just, I mean, it's not just like, that's, that's how I try to live my life as a whole, right? Like whether it's mountain biking, like I feel like so many people get stuck in a bubble, get stuck in their town, they get stuck, whatever it is, you're just doing the same thing every day. And, and that will never work for me. Like whether it's traveling on my mountain bike, traveling the world, whatever it is, like our job, I, I think it's our responsibility, I should say, is to get out of that bubble, to, to try new things, to seek adventure in, in every aspect of your life. And mountain biking is just a, a great, great tool to do that. It really is. So it's opened a ton of windows and I know you guys get to travel and it's just, yeah, again, you go to another place as long as you have a bike and someone else has a bike, like you're in. All right, let's do this. If I go somewhere and I can't ride a bike, I'm I'm honestly sad. <laughs> it's true. I've I found myself like renting the like when I pre-COVID, I used to travel a lot more because I'm in sales and I would like rent like the city bikes. I would pay whatever. I'm like, I just need a bike. I don't care what it is. Of course, then I'm like beating the crap out of these city bikes and like trying to take them enduro racing. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, right? You just you you seek it because then it just opens everything up. Jimmy's just Sam, just Sam pilgriming the blue bikes in Boston. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. We won't show any video or anything because I don't want to get lawsuits. But <laughs> I've always had this like, no matter what I'm on, it's you got to take it to the next level. I don't know. I remember I rented a Segway in Boston one time, and that got really dangerous really fast. But uh, anyway. <laughs> So we just got to wait until statue of limitations and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years, is it? 10 years? Something like that. Probably. Love it. Man, uh, I seen these people riding unicycles at Ray's the other day. That Talk about dangerous. Oh man. They're animals. They're absolute animals. I could never even think about doing something like that. Or even yeah. what did they even ride there? That's what I want to know. I, I should have yeah. followed them humans humans can do amazing things yeah like two yeah. wheels and uh, yeah one wheel is not enough wheels for me i prefer two. <laughs> yeah, Same. two so i can ride a unicycle i learned oh. when i was like a kid i can't like off-road or hit jumps or anything but i can i can cruise around on a unicycle must be why you can wheelie so well yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I, I was literally just gonna say that can you do bunny hops on it uh yeah, but like you like I'd have to you grab the there's like a little the thing in the this the way oh. the seat is underneath it's plastic and you can like you just pop up. We used to <laughs> my neighbor had one. We used to just shred around the driveway. Small yeah, we're town. gonna need Fun. we're gonna need video evidence. This is why cameras were made for this right. exact yeah. topic. I'll uh I'm gonna go on Facebook Marketplace and find a cheap unicycle and I'll post it. Um I'm I will come to you and we'll we'll film a whole <laughs> a whole we'll make it super serious and moody and like make it seem like this insane video and it's just going to be you doing one inch hops on your unicycle he's going to to start a unicycle youtube channel or something. dude i'm telling you you never know you never know there's a lot of people in these niches there's yeah. probably a lot of unicyclers that are going to come out of the woodwork now and be all pissed off so um, <laughs> respect to anybody that's doing anything cool you're still good in my book absolutely um, on the topic of traveling i'm actually in vegas right now and we're here out here for a world of concrete convention for work i'm in construction management it's like sounds like the most <laughs> boring thing in the world the world of concrete yes yes it's like watching paint dry. some fine it's, samples yes 
Um, pure joy. So with that said, not to get off topic, I found this place that like does guided tours, but they didn't have one available. So I am renting a bike tomorrow. They're going to come pick me up at the hotel in some bus or something, and then drive me to the outskirts of town to Cottonwood Valley, which I think is part of Red Rock Canyon or something like that. And they said they'd give me a map and they're going to just let me shred a full suspension mountain bike until i'm done so i'm I'm like super pumped about that because it's like obviously it's a desert compared to like new england so it's going to be an experience at least see it's an adventure like that's you're stoked because you have no idea what's going to happen nope that's what it's all about here's a bike and there's some vultures now (laughs) good luck like that's there's something that about that that so few people unfortunately get to experience only because they're not willing to give it a shot right like that's to some people going to vegas alone is insane and then and then going on a blind tour like that's that's just everybody should do that that's like why live if you can't find those adventures and figure that stuff out i'm i'm fired up for you see (laughs) these are the things that get me going (laughs) i want to hear all about it after absolutely i'll post some stuff Nice. If you guys don't hear from me, I'm probably in the desert. Yeah, well. <laughs> they said they would give me as much water as I needed. I don't know how they're going to do that if it's like they're not with me, but it's it's an adventure. Yeah. I went to uh, Slick Rock with my dad a few years back. This is like when I just got into mountain biking, again, fingerless gloves, the whole thing. We went out and, and rented bikes from, I think it's Chili's Bike Shop out there, like the go-to spot. And we did the Slick Rock Loop, and it was like nine miles. It was really hot. I didn't remember what time of the year, but it was it was hot. And so we went out super early, and we're like, we're going to do this 10-mile loop, no problem. And we got like halfway and basically ran out of water. And it was so yeah. hot that like there's no shade, right? There's not many trees. So we like uh-huh. curled up under the edge of a rock with our mountain bikes like trying to cool off and then we i'll never forget looking up all you see is vast desert in the background just rocks i'll never forget looking up and there's just two vultures swooping they're like these dudes aren't these dudes aren't gonna last we're placing bets right now lunch and i just i was sitting there like what in the lord's name are we doing here we got out fine like it wasn't as bad as we thought but it's just yeah that's that's how i picture your trip going so good luck awesome yeah (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So don't be afraid to skid around because it's going to be loose, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Compared to what you're used to. It's going to be nice and dusty. It's going to be fun. Hopefully they got some good tires. I'll get there. It'll be like a 1999 track high frame full suspension. Heck, yeah, dude. It'll be break the (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be good. I'm You'll excited. need tires. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'll send you guys coordinates every few so often. If I don't hear by you from you by like 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then I'm calling. I'll I'll send rescue if this podcast doesn't go live in a few weeks. I'll be like, mm, something, <laughs> something. Some I know the Facebook group's been kind of quiet and the podcast is supposed to be here. So maybe let's see what's going on. You want me to write the eulogy now, or <laughs> do, you have, do you have a will in place? It's very important. I heard a commercial about it the other day. You do it for free online. Uh. <laughs>
No, you'd be fine. You have, yeah, don't worry. Are you having second thoughts? <laughs> yeah. No. Are we off topic? Are we off topic yet? Or is it an adventure? No. It's an adventure. Uh, so adventure. we have topics. <laughs> I won't lie. I I feel like mountain biking through the de- desert is much safer than walking out the front of this hotel. <laughs> it's like that may be fair. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of yeah. magic in them streets. Oh boy, yeah. You 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 mentioned like Richie Rude, which by the way, he posted a video the other day and it was he was just ripping it. Um uh was, that, was Will, that the one at Canuga with, with Luke and yes. Willem? Yeah, yeah. He was I think he I think he was scrubbing something and then he was just like totally whipping it over this huge gap and it, it was just it would look so graceful, like peanut butter man, just smooth. <laughs> but uh you you you've also mentioned Willem. I'm guessing I'm willing to bet I know who, what bike you ride, but what bike are you currently riding at the moment? My hot rod. Uh, so I am currently on a Dirt Lab Menace 145, and most people won't know what that is, but it is the stuff of legends. So uh, yeah, I mean Will <laughs> Willem is is the. Uh, owner of the the u.s distribution for dirt lab so pretty much anything in the u.s goes goes through willem based in rhode island uh the frames are designed and the engineer is actually over in taiwan but uh he's been working with for years decided to to bring some over to the u.s and really see you know how they stood up to uh new england or or east coast trails as we all kind of know or maybe some don't but East coast trails have a reputation, especially the Northeast. Like they, I don't feel like they've, they've ever gotten enough credit until somebody comes from the West over here and goes riding with us. And they're like, what, and what was that? Like just meaty, tight, technical, confusing, obnoxiously fun. But like, so yeah, they brought, you know, they wanted to to give it a whirl here and, and really put the bikes through the ringer. And, uh, I started talking with Willem and, I wasn't sold. I was working with Santa Cruz at the time and had, you know, an amateur level sponsorship to them, their grassroots program, which was, was pretty sick. And it's like, yeah, I'm on Santa Cruz. It's a big deal. You know what I mean? It has, it's like a buzzword. Right. But, uh, I started talking with Willem and went back and forth. He started talking about the geo and, and the flip chip and some of the cool features. And he let me demo one. And I was just, I, I took it to Lowell Drake, it, which is a local spot with a couple, like, you know, quarter mile downhill runs all of 300 feet elevation but like the thing just steamed and it, it just I, I don't know what it is you know what i mean everyone kind of had this bike that fits them best but this this bike just felt like heaven and it, it really felt like it it wanted to enduro race for lack of a better explanation i'm i'm not an engineer like i can't go through all the bells and whistles and geometry but the bike's freaking fast and it's a blast and after one demo i was like sign me up like how do we do this and it's it's been a thrill working with him both with dirt lab. And then he's also, you know, the founder of Cyclecraft fitness, which is an entire, you know, uh, racing training program, mostly focused around enduro racers, but he kind of covers everything, just, just body movement in general and how to be more active and strength training. And yeah, it, it's been like this, this full, this full moment with him from, from the training and the skill set to dirt lab just an absolute blast and and yeah I'm, I'm sticking with dirt lab for the foreseeable future so it's really cool to support a company that's small and local and you know what i mean you can really help share that product with other people and allow them opportunity to try it and say hey 
this worked for me. Check it out if you want, you know? So I, I think Dirt Labs, like, I haven't written, written, written one yet. I think the the cool thing is right now, and I and I pray for Willem and like that it blows up for him and like everyone's on a dirt lab. But the cool thing right now is like if you see one and you know, you know, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, or if you don't know, you're like, what the hell is that? Um, mm-hmm. I was I I. It was funny. I was at Highland. I went up there with a couple people. It was actually my first time there last year. And um, they were like, oh, you want to do a lesson, whatever. I was like, yeah, I'll do a lesson with you guys, whatever. And the kid, um, Justin, Justin, like, wrote up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, He was the one who was going to give us our lesson. And I'm like, you know Willem. Because he he was (laughs) rolled up on a dirt lab. He's like, oh, yeah. It's just, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Willem and, and just, you know, I mean, I, I think Willem would love if this blew up. We all would like that. That'd be super cool. But the cool part about the whole thing is, is that's not why Willem's doing it. Right. Like he's, yep. he's just so passionate and, and this has been a passion project for years and him working with this engineer and how to make it work. And, and then the fact that pretty much everyone that's on one now from Sam Poirier and Justin Legacy and, um, uh what's his name i'm gonna forget his name uh zach zach love you zach but i forgot his last name um, See, is it siegel? People, like, yeah, yeah zach siegel yeah like all of these guys like if you pay attention to the racing like these dudes are fast you know what i mean and 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 willem will be the first to tell you like it's it's skills first and, and bike second like if you don't master the basics and the technique the bike doesn't matter but the fact that you can combine some great skills with a great bike and, and that people are enjoying it and have a good time. Like, I don't think whether it gets big or not, like Willem's stoked on it. And it's been, I know a journey for him and a blast for me and everyone that's been a part of it. So that's kind of the coolest part. Like it's, it's, it is a vibe. It is like, if you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that's like, people are like, what's that? And like, you got to give them a little spiel and like, it makes you feel special too. Cause you're like the guy, on, you know, there's only like 30 of these bikes, you know, can, can you, do the sales pitch, you know, or do you yeah. just refer him to Willem and be like, he's the guy that knows the stuff. I just ride it and it's fast. Let's this go. This is VIN number zero, 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 <laughs> yeah. three, zero. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's like, you know, there's a lot of bikes out there. It's, it's long, it's slack. It's, you know, it is a progressive enduro bike and, and it's, but again, I'm not going to bash other bike brands either. Like what, whatever works for you. I mean, as long as you're enjoying it and it suits your riding and you're still having and going on adventures, right? Adventures are the key word. Then, uh, yeah, it's all good stuff. Agreed. We're going to change the name of the podcast to Dude, Where's My Adventure? Yeah. I like <laughs> that's, it. That's the buzzword of the evening. <laughs> I love it. So what's, Dude, your... what's the topic? <laughs> dude, so what's you your dude, what's the topic or Sorry, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> no way. I just derailed this whole thing. I'm sorry. I continue. <laughs> uh, what What's your question, day job? Sir? What's My your day, day job? job? Uh, so I sell granola bars. Uh, no, so, <laughs> so I, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to tell you what I do without like going through a small cycle of my life. So I uh, have an architecture degree. Went to Wentworth in Boston. Yeehaw. Economy crashed. 
that was no longer an option when I graduated. I wasn't going to be able to pay my loans making $10 an hour as a drafter. So uh, I ended up falling into a chef role. Uh, I was actually uh, executive chef in Boston for four years uh, at a place called Lolita in Copley Square, uh, which was a whole period of my life. But after that, I, I kind of just needed to get away from the chaos of restaurants, for lack of a better explanation, and ended up realizing that that I was pretty good at selling stuff. And and in my life as a chef and, and with becoming more active, like I really enjoyed organic ingredients and really started to care about sustainability and all of these things. And it kind of culminated, long story short, into a role in sales in, in the CPG industry. So consumer packaged goods, uh, the food space, whatever you want to call it. Um, I started with a company called Runa Tea, which is like an organic, fair trade, really cool, like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with yerba mate. It's it's a holly tree leaf that's caffeinated but packed with antioxidants. And like they helped all these these farming families in Ecuador. And I got to go there for a month and like visit these families and spent a month in Ecuador. And like I just slowly became obsessed with with selling things and the impact you could have with with really good products with a mission. So now I am the sales director east. So I manage everything east of the Mississippi for a company called Kate's Real Food, uh, organic energy bar company. Um, peanut butter, almond butter base, rice crisp. I like to call them an adult rice crispy, but all organic, only sweetened with honey. Um, it's, it's actually, I got this job through Instagram. Funny story. Uh, a mountain biker that I knew Kelly Catale, and I might be butchering her last name, but she's a pro XC racer. It's actually like representing the, the USA team right now, which is pretty cool. Um, she did like a little survey on Instagram. I reached out and was, and I won and I won a six pack of Kate's bars. And I tried them. It was like, I'm not a big bar guy. Like I'm used to cliff bars, power bars back in the day. And they're all not great. In my opinion, hard to digest, whatever. These bars are so good that I've reached out to them on Instagram. It was like, Hey, you don't know me. I don't know you. If there's ever a job, like I'll take it. You know, this is my resume. I've been in the space, whatever. And the VP reached back out to me and long story short, I've been with the company for like two years and it's been kind of, it's been really cool to have a company that literally like fuel your adventure is like the motto of the company. Funny story, circling back to adventures. <laughs> right back to it. <laughs> yeah. Thank it you for bringing by, the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, but it was started by Kate Shade. She's like uh, an enduro dirt biker. She's an absolute badass woman. And everything about the company I just started to fall in love with. And then I ended up working out a partnership with the Eastern States Cup. So we're like the organic bar company for the Eastern States Cup, a local race series. Like it's all folded into like this really cool thing where I can mix my hobbies and my work. And, and it's a blast. I'm not technically sponsored by Kate's Real Food for the record, but um, yeah, I, I love being able to mix both worlds. And I'm, I'm really passionate about, you know, quality products that are, that are better for humans and better for the earth. Yeah. That's so what I do. I was... <laughs> So kudos to you. You are good at selling. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a customer. <laughs> so I was, I went to my local bike shop. I, I think I was picking up a tire or something, Dedham bike. Um, that's actually one of the owners was the one who built my bike. I got it during COVID and, and it was like a frame up build and just lucked out. But anyways, I was there uh, five, six months ago. I'm like at the checkout counter and I, I see those. And the only reason I know what they are is because like, I've seen you talk about them and, and, you know, I knew you work for them and I'm like, 
oh, Jimmy, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We kind of started shooting the shit. And I bought one. Like, the only reason I bought one was because I've seen you talk about it. And it was really good. I Like, I won't lie. It was awesome. I did not pay you to say that. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, not only with Kate's, but, like, simplicity is, is kind of the way of the future, right? A lot of people are like, instead of all this synthetic and layered crap, like I just try to eat really good, simple whole foods. And that's Kate's really fits the bill. And that's like, it's the easiest sales job I've ever had. I mean, my, my day to day is talking from everyone from, you know, Costco to stop and shop to, to Publix, like these big retailers. And it's, you know, you're talking about thousands and thousands of stores, but I walk into meetings and I'm like, try this and, and, give me a flaw. I mean, that's, that's like the goal for anything, right? Whether it's selling bikes or bars, like you want a product that speaks for itself and a, and a really good quality product is, is what makes great companies. So I'm super lucky to have found them. And, you know, b- before COVID, I was like, you know, when I started MTB travel review, it's funny. I was like a regional sales manager. So I got to drive like a company van for Runa and I used to put my bike in the back. And like, that's when I started making videos. So I could like take a lunch break and go for a bike ride. And then, I got to a certain level and like two years ago, it was just like flying around. That's all I did was fly around to meetings, five minute meetings. It's terrible. And then COVID hit and and I don't want to, you know, obviously COVID is a terrible thing and not taking anything away from all the damage it's done. But for me, I don't have to fly anymore. And like my life completely changed because now I can work remotely, get everything that I was getting done before. It's better for the world and the environment because people aren't flying around for no reason. And I can like, go snowshoeing like I did today after work and, and go for bike rides and do more of this stuff. So it's been really cool in that sense. I forgot where we were going. I just started blabbing. So we're talking about your day job, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what I do. I sell, I sell granola bars and, and I have a blast and it, it allows me a lot of unique opportunities and I get to meet a lot of great people. And yeah, I got to go to like the Trek CX world cup a few months ago, which is, pretty rad just watching cx racers which respect i can joke about cx racing all i want but those guys are insane uh, <laughs> on the skinny tires throwing their bikes around and stuff but yeah like it's yeah it's been a wild ride like uh, kate's is distributed by trek and all this stuff now too so it's becoming really ingrained in the mountain bike community which is neat so you mentioned snowshoeing so we know you're somewhere that's cold right <laughs> I'm a detective, by the way. Yeah, um, so you, re- I mean, you recently kind of had a lot of changes in your life. You you moved to Vermont, right? From Massachusetts. Yeah. Just North of Boston. Yeah. All right. So, you know, bought a house and been doing stuff. And again, I kind of feel like a stalker because I know all this and I don't really know you, <laughs> but all your shit's on Instagram. So, so there, <laughs> Um, I know your whole life, Jimmy, everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, it, it's kind of cool watching all the stuff you're doing up there. And like, how's that going? Man, it, it's been incredible. Um, I, I, you know, we haven't really touched on it too much, but I have a ton of anxiety and, and the city just wasn't really working for me anymore. And I would sit in the city and like watch these, you know, wild Alaska shows. Like that's all I would watch is, is anything to do with the outdoors. Like I'm always watching it. And my girlfriend would be like, why are you like watching this dude fish in Alaska? And we live in Boston. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, why are we here? So yeah, like right when COVID hit, we decided we were going to move. We actually wanted to move to Southern New Hampshire. And then we took a trip to Vermont and 
like on the way back, no bullshit. Can I swear? I swore. Um, we were on the way back and, and we just had such a good time in Vermont and the vibe and the people and the, and the landscape, like just fits us so well. We're driving back. She looks at me and she's like, so we're going to move to Vermont. And I was just like, yeah, and that, <laughs> that was it. We decided like I needed an airport for work and then we have Burlington international and we decided to, to head North. We ended up like in an hour from Canada. Um, we're <laughs> like, we're like 1200 feet elevation. I, my house backs up to 600 acres. I can, I can view mountain ski slopes from my porch. Like nice. my life, like I should have done this 10 years ago. You know what I mean? I, I feel like everything happens at the right time at the end of the day, but my, my mental state, my physical state, like just, just life is, is good. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. It's been incredible. Me, my girlfriend, my dog, like it's so happy up here. So good to be slightly disconnected from society. I think that as much as I'm a YouTuber and an Instagrammer, and I do share a lot of my life that, you know, most people, I, I do that for a reason though, right? I do that because the sense of transparency and vulnerability, like I feel like, and hope that people can learn lessons from me and that that's why I do it. So it's kind of this mix where I literally like live in a town of 2000 people. Like there's nobody here and I love it. And I spend most of my time in the woods alone. If you follow along, you know that. So um, it's this balance. I feel like everybody needs to disconnect to a certain extent and we need to make sure that we're not all just sucked into this digital world. We need to really like embrace nature and get back to the roots of, of life. Right. There's, there's just, there's something about it and I'm engulfed in it. So I'm, beyond happy for those who may not know and you kind of touched on this earlier new england's definitely underrated for mountain biking compared to other parts of the country Mm -hmm. vermont is like a mountain biking mecca there is so much going on with like vermont mountain biking association nemba i think they just really partnered up there there is like a lot of momentum up there and some really really outstanding you know trail work trail networks it's it's unbelievable yeah uh you know it's i think it's been a long time coming i think that the mountain bike community as a whole hasn't had a lot of exposure right and the exposure that you do get is usually a bad apple here or there like that's the only time people talk about mountain biking is like you ruined my local trail or so mountain biker came flying by and almost killed my poodle or I, whatever it is like <laughs> and now it's like vermont is one of the first places like noco like the, you know noco in new hampshire like the, these places like kingdom like the first place where community is embracing mountain bikers and and here in vermont i mean it's it's really special because there is to circle back on adventure there is like there's a lot more adventure in these trails they're they're steeper they can be gnarlier they're they're a little more remote like there's there's communities embracing mountain biking but they're still like you still got to figure it out you still got to get out there and be ready for some for some elevation and for some chunk and yeah, there's there's something about the mountains up here, man. I mean, Vermont, it's it's been really cool to be a part of, but it's also like don't tell anyone because you know, <laughs> I, I feel like like COVID opened so many people's eyes to being outside, but one Definitely. thing that everyone has noticed is like there's a lot of people and a lot of people that take it for granted and and it's unfortunate and there's, you know, trail systems being destroyed and overloaded and I think it's really important there's good riding everywhere. Vermont is one of those places that is really special, but it's not just, you know, get up here and go crazy. Like there is 
it's been very successful because there is such a level of respect, I guess is what I'm saying. The people up here really do. And, and what I've noticed, they're like, the people up here are diehard. Like they, they fight for the trail systems. They fight for the community. Like when, when it came to freeze thaw and it was time to shut down the trails, like the trails are done. Yep. Like you don't go on the trails, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like the whole community is going to be on you. Like there's something about that, that in more populated areas, it's harder to do because when somebody finds out about something and then there's cars for three miles down the street and people are throwing trash everywhere and it's finding that balance is key. And, and Vermont is still kind of nestled far enough away that it's, it's very magical. Sounds like an awesome playland, yeah. adventure yeah. land. Don't Sorry. come! Don't come here, though. Don't. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just may visit once or twice. I'm, I might not hmm. stay. That's fine. That's fine. We just won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> I, I just won't tell Tyler, anybody. edit that yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. So you touch on anxiety. Um, one of the videos that you did touched on that on YouTube, uh, sobriety too. So like for me, that hits home. I've been, you know, I, I heard you talk about getting sober in Boston, talking about being in the church basement. I chuckled at that cause I was probably in the same church basement. Um, I've been sober nine years. I don't talk about it. It's like everyone in my circle knows it. Right. I don't put it out publicly. Um, if somebody asks, I don't drink like whatever. Right. But it's a huge part of my life. And to hear you say that, I was like, oh, that's really awesome, honestly. And to have you kind of in that video relate how mountain biking has helped with that, that's that was cool. And I, I can definitely identify with that. Um, it's funny because when you were talking about like a couple times in this, the awkward silence, that's like that's that's like a thing. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm talking about. Anyone yeah. who oh, sober yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. It's like, who's going to break it? And then <laughs> and somebody does. Um, but anyways, at, like, you want, can you talk about that a little bit and, and like how that kind of came about? And Yeah. I mean, full transparency, I'm a train wreck. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think it's. For me, it's one of those things like, so the, how I became an alcoholic is a magical story. Uh, but you know, it, it's one of those things, right. I talked about when I was younger and, and in school and doing cartwheels off the desk into the beanbags. Like I, again, I've always had this energy and my brain is like always racing. And, and there, there's, there's two different ways that I manage that, that, that energy in my life that has, you know, I've, I've also had a lot of self-doubt and depression and all of these things. So I've, I've had, you would say I have OCD and ADD. You can call it whatever you want. I've never been to a doctor about it, but all this energy that I have, there's, there's, there's a positive way to deal with it. And there's a negative way. And that's, that's, I was actually thinking about this earlier today because I'm in a constant state of self-reflection for better or for worse. So for a lot of my life, like that energy, the only way I found to deal with it was to bury it. And one of the easiest solutions to, to bury that energy and to numb your brain essentially was alcohol, right? Like I remember when I had my first beer and my brain was just like, and I was like, this is dope. Like nobody's talking up there. Everything's fine. I sleep like a baby. Like that's literally how I got into drinking. And it's not just like, I have an addictive personality. So anything that like gives me something good or makes me feel good, like Ben and Jerry has got to eat the whole pint. Like that's who I am. But 
Over time, yeah, that's that's literally. I'm still the same way. Bag of Skittles, whole thing, none wasted. Same. But 100%. with yeah, <laughs> see, but with alcohol, like unfortunately, that was a slippery slope. And that's like once once I got to a certain level and and you know got really like I became a highly functioning alcoholic. So I was an executive chef in the city, and drinking was just a part of life. And I drank for free at night, and I worked till one in the morning and then drank till six and then woke up at 10 and went back to work. And then you just hair the dog, like, and it, it just progressively got worse and worse. But again, it was, it was all of this energy. I didn't know what the hell to do with it. And alcohol just calmed everything down and shut everything up. It made me cool. Right. Like that's like, I could talk to girls and stuff, all the things, everything was gone. No, no worries. I used to call it and sorry for the language, but I used to call it my juice because literally a couple of drinks, it, like, whatever everything's fine and that's a problem right that's that was a, that was a band-aid and and eventually it, it caught up to me like really bad and you know i mean i i i i'm very open and transparent about it because the lessons that i learned i wish somebody had just talked to me like i wish i knew that there were other people out there because it would have just it would have just been a little easier it's like going into the mountain bike shop the first time you have no clue what you're doing you're horrified like and I, I mean, I tell, I do have that whole video that people are welcome to watch, but I stumbled into a church. This homeless guy actually walked me into the church, which it was an AA meeting in the basement, sat there, broke down, like homeless dude, raised his hand. This guy, Ralph, will never forget him. Raised his hand. It was like, that kid needs to talk, made me talk like full mental, emotional breakdown. And the next morning, I actually went back to the bar and kept drinking after that fun fact. Uh, but the next morning I was like, if I've ever been given a sign, like, this is it. I'm not full transparency. I'm not religious. Like that, that's never been my thing, but I was like, somebody is trying to tell me something. And, and, you know, AA was, was the thing for me that helped me get over that initial wall. Uh, it was good. Cause it was just like people like, that understood. Right. It's like, if you want to start getting into football betting, you don't go to the grocery store to talk to the, the deli guy. You talk to your friends that know how to play football. Right. If you're worried about your sobriety and you think you need help, you don't go to the library. You you go to an AA meeting with a bunch of people that are just as screwed up as you. Um, and yeah, I mean, long story short, I, I went through a really long, dark time. Like I've lost all these friends to addiction. I was in the restaurant business. And for those that have been in it, you know, it's a pretty dark place. Crazy stuff happens. I had friends try to commit suicide in the house I was in. I've, all these things just kept building up and it, and it was just too much. And once I quit, it was like, I'm going to quit for a month. That's fine. Uh, ended up, this was what, almost seven years ago now. I ended up just, I was like, there's, there's nothing behind me that looks better than what's in front of me. That was always my thing when I quit drinking. And, and that's, I kept doing that. And then ultimately like, that's where mountain biking came in. The one thing that people don't realize when you have any addiction, I don't care if it's cocaine, heroin, alcohol, weed whatever your vice is if there's anything that's holding you back anything that's an issue once you get rid of that you don't just get rid of it and like life goes on right like you know you've been there like you have to you replace fill the it with, void something. with something yeah that's what people don't get and i like i was a year and a half sober until i got back on a bike and like that whole year and a half was still a shit show i was just like all over the place mentally didn't know who i was didn't know what i wanted to do like it had to you have to relearn how to do everything i'm sure you experienced that you're like how do i hang out with my friends i lost friends in the mountain bike like was this epiphany moment again i got that 1200 cannondale and like that's when i realized and going back to that energy right i can do good or bad with it 
my, my addiction was me focusing that energy on the wrong things and trying to suffocate that energy. Mountain biking was like, fucking bring on the energy. Like, let's, you know what I mean? You go on a mountain bike and there's nothing in your way. If you want to climb 10,000 feet and jump off crazy cliffs, you, whatever it takes, like that's my yoga. And that like, when I'm done with a ride, I'm like, like, it's my juice to go, to go full circle. Like that's, that's what mountain biking is. And, and I feel like I have complete respect for you and others that, that don't publicly voice the message. There's nothing wrong with that handle your life, how you want your addiction, how you want. But for me, I was like, I have a platform. Willem was actually the one that motivated me to make that video. He was like, I'm just obsessed with your story and then how you got to this point. So that's how that video came to light. And that's, that video is one of the, the most, the hardest things I've ever done. One of the coolest things I've ever done. You wouldn't believe the amount of like messages I got from just people being like, I need help or I have an issue or, or how did I not know I have an issue? Right. There's so many alcoholics out there that are just like, no, I just have five beers a night. That's totally fine. Like that's, that's unfortunately not normal, even though it's kind of made normal oh. these days. So, yeah, you know, that's what Especially I got. In Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like know, this every, whole state is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every place has its flaws. You know, Boston, like being in college in Boston, let's go. I was a quarter mile from Fenway. Like, <laughs> like I went to the world series in 07 for 50 bucks. We camped outside of the green monster. Like, <laughs> raging was just a part of life and that's it, it was it, it lasted for a while for me i i couldn't handle it as a person and it, it took me way too long to figure it out and way too long to understand there's so much better out there there's so many other ways to allocate that energy and to maintain all of my mental issues through just adventure if you will so um yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share and, and happy to help those who ask and, and congrats to you. I mean, nine years is, isn't, is a big deal. <laughs> People don't realize it's a long no, time. It's like, once I don't know, you get over five and it's just like, whatever. But I remember when it was like, <clears throat> like 30 days and you're just like, Oh man, oh, you see somebody get up <laughs> and it'd be like a year and like, oh, how, how, how do they do that? Mm -hmm. Or, or like whatever. It, it's just, and it's such like when that stopped, like I gave up one thing to have everything. Right. And if I decide to go back, I'm going to give up everything to have that one thing. And, well and said. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, that's the way it is. And like my life has like, <laughs> I had nothing. Right. And when I was what, 24 years old. And since then, like not below nothing and just down and out. Like since then I have an amazing career. They, they fucking, I'm in Vegas right now for work. Like, <laughs> at a concrete <laughs> festival like, or whatever. At a concrete festival. Festival. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think festival is how they should describe it moving forward. Yes, exactly. So, so, you know, I have a wife. I have a five year old daughter. I, like, I own a home. We own a home. Um, like, I don't struggle for money anymore. And like, all of that's great. Like that, that was non-existent. And at the end of the day, I, I like to say, like, I'm wealthy in the things that matter, 
right? Mm-hmm. My family's healthy. I'm healthy. Nine out of 10 days, I'm happy, right? <laughs> like for the most part, I'm a happy person. Right. Um, and like, I'm content with me, which I never yep. was before. And, and that is just, you can't put a price tag on that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I could want money and talk about like anything, you know, I, whatever, like, but those things are the things that matter. And the number one thing that it's given me is I'm available, right? Yeah. Back back then in the, in those days, I could be sitting here with you if we were all in a room and not on Zoom. I could be sitting in a room with you guys, but I wasn't there. My mind was somewhere else. It was it was on the next one, right? I'd be at a family dinner, right? As a teenager, and my mind, like I'm sitting with my family, like my grandparents, and like instead of being present in the moment, my mind was where am I getting the next one? And like, that's not my life anymore. Like I I can live in the moment, be content with the moment. Like I I'm, I'm present and available like to people who need help. And I've been blessed. I've been able to help people. It's like, I guess, I guess I'm not breaking anyone's anonymity here. Like I'm here with two guys I work with. Right. And one of them's got five years. The other one's got six years. And like I got both of those guys jobs and now they're like PMs in our company and we're all up here sober. So it's probably the most tame Vegas trip anyone's <laughs> ever had. Right. Mm-hmm. But to see that and be able to do that for somebody and like, because somebody did it for me is awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it all. Right. Like I, I man, some people that have just reached out and are just like, ah, thank you. You know what I mean? I'm like, for what? And they're like, just, just, for for being there for doing what you did like but but to be clear and and this is one thing i want to make sure that you know everybody that that we touch on this with understands like i'm still a train wreck so (laughs) let's not like things are a hundred times better i i am in a better mental physical like i i'm full-on adulting like you like i own a house (laughs) like that's like i you know my dog depends on me that's like a kid these days right same difference but uh it's like i'm i still like have trouble getting out of bed i still have severe anxiety like i i still struggle with a lot of shit so to be clear like things are a hundred times better but this is not like like you still got to work on it you know what i mean i mean i'm sure you do too like even almost seven years later like yeah it's a lot more laissez-faire like i'm not like I need a drink, but I'm still like, I got issues. Like I still have ADD and OCD and still have some anger issues. And sometimes I just don't want to get out of bed. So it's not like it fixes everything, but it is, it is that, that big step and it does make you available and it opens up the opportunity to work on yourself. Cause the more you medicate, especially with alcohol or, or any other substances along that line, like you're, you're, you're not, you just can't progress. You just can't think clearly. And that's, that's what it really comes down to. So, you know, I, I have like, I do get sometimes people reach out and they're like, Oh, YouTube, Instagram must be so cool. And and I know that I do portray my life in a lot of ways, most of the time, like happy outdoors, things are going great, but like, that's what social media is. Like yeah, when, when I wake up and I get in a fight with my wife, I'm not posting that. Yeah. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> right yeah it's not like this is it it is the real me in a lot of ways but yeah i'm not perfect i struggle 
every single day. I, I am still an alcoholic, no matter how long I'm sober. Like that, that's the one thing to understand about all this. Like I love sharing positivity and joy. And some people get annoyed by it. Cause like, why wow, you're always so positive. But because I I've seen some really dark times, like really dark, like corner of the bathroom messed up on cocaine three day drinking bender. Like my life is going to end. You know what I mean? Like that's once yep. you're there, you're like, all I want to focus on is the good. Like I spend so much time with myself, just, just trying to stay around good, positive people and positive energy and all this, the politics and all this crap going on. Like I haven't watched the news in months. Cause I just, I don't have the energy for it, man. I really don't. Like, if you want to talk to me about having an engaging conversation about life and your goals and, and you know what I mean? I'm down, but all the negativity, just, just keep that away. That's why I'm in the mountains. So yeah, not to get too, too deep, but that's, that's where I'm at. And that's, that's what's changed my life the most is that focus on, on the positive, you know what I mean? Things like this, things like you, you guys doing something like this, like, it's great. The energy you guys build the vibe, even in the Facebook group, like it's, you want to be around that and people should be around that. Cause that's, that's why we do what we do. That's what life's all about. Not, not all the other stuff, you know? So yeah, you, you, you get to, you get to one of those places and you just, like you said, you just don't want to go back. You dwell on it. And then you just try everything you can to just keep going forward. And then you have to realize like, surround yourself with these people someone someone once told me uh i was doing car sales for a little bit and it is like you know if you want to be if you want to be a millionaire you got to go hang out with millionaires Mm -hmm. that's that's how you learn how to be a millionaire so if you want to change your lifestyle you want to make it for the better uh change it whatever 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 you think you need to change for the better you need to physically look at who you're surrounded by realize you need to make decisions to remove them conscious decision to remove them and then just find those people who who support your 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 same beliefs i mean there's facebook groups there's everything i mean that's what that's what mountain bike is for me too just as much as it is for you and for tommy and i know for tyler as well so yeah so i mean ours ours just happens to be mountain biking so we found this group. Now I, now we all surround ourselves by mountain bike people. Like that's like pretty much my only friends now besides like people from work, you know? Um, and even then, like, I don't really hang out with them. I probably annoy them with how much I talk about mountain biking. too. (laughs) So, and and that's okay. I really don't care because I know that it's something good. Um, you know, we're not in a jail cell. We're not, sipping on bottles whatever it is i mean mm-hmm. w- w- whatever it is so you're out there you're making a good impact that, that's so that's great and i i do want to thank you guys for sharing those things that, with us and the rest of the people too you know because that's not yeah, something I, I really, to talk about yeah i appreciate the authenticity of this whole conversation so i want to preface all of this that might be the right word i have no idea um with like drinking doesn't bother me like it well it bothers me right like i don't care if other people drink doesn't bother me anymore like i don't take offense to it 
you know, I go, I do a lot of business development with clients where we're golfing and they're drinking. I just say I don't drink. Right. And it's never an issue. And mountain biking, we're all mountain bikers. Right. It's a big thing. Right. At the, at the end of a ride, people like to have a couple IPAs or a couple beers. Like I'm not against drinking. I just can't do it. I am wired different than normal people. I just, I can't do it. So that's my thing. And not everyone's like that. And by all means, I wish I was the guy who could have one or two or three, like, and not see it again for a week or a couple of days. I just, yeah. I, I just can't. It's, mm-hmm. it's me. Yeah. That's, that's something I mean, it's funny because, you know, mountain biking and craft beer, right? I mean, that's like every t-shirt. Isn't exactly. it? Like that's, and, that's, and. that's, that's this world, but like, I, I, and there are some people that I actually had a buddy. So this is, I won't mention his name because it's kind of funny, but we were on a big mountain bike trip up in New Hampshire and it was like a mountain bike weekend. And we're all like, we all went riding and whatever. We're all sitting in the river, right? And everybody's drinking beers and I'm just sitting there dreaming about cranberry juice or whatever I do. And, <laughs> and one of the guys was literally, he, he literally, he looked at me with a dead face and he said, man, I think that your problem is you just never had a good enough craft beer. And he like, he was, he was, he was sold on the fact that I just drank too much bud heavy and that, and, and you know what I mean? And, and I say that because I'm the same way. Like it, it didn't offend me. Like he, he meant no harm. Like I have no issue with people drinking around me. Some people do. And if you do like go going back, um so what you're saying kyle like one of my favorite quotes is if you can't change the people around you change the people around you right so in the mountain bike community most of the people that i'm around whether it's willem or the team grant guys whoever it is like when they know i'm sober like they like it's almost like obnoxious respect because they're too nice they're like oh you, you i'm sorry you saw my beer i'm like no it's fine <laughs> but like but like that level of gotten like, that before yeah people take you seriously right yeah. they're like okay you you have an issue and everybody i've met in the mountain, mountain bike community is just like utmost respect about all that and if and if they're not whether it's a mountain bike community or someone else like you're not going to change somebody else's view so just find another group and that's i think that's very important as well i lost a lot of friends i just shouldn't say i lost all my friends there's some friends that i you know but now we touch base once a year like all we had in common was my only vice that was dragging me down into a hole so you lose that commonality and there's some things that just don't make a lot of sense but yeah i I think it all comes back to to who you surround yourself with and and you know the, the right people will make themselves very apparent very quickly and those people that like put you in the back burner and they're like oh yeah whatever that's weird or sobriety stupid or whatever even if it's not sobriety whatever it is people that bring you down get them out of there like you just don't need it i don't care if it's a vice sobriety you know somebody who's new to the gym like somebody who's on a friggin' unicycle doing one inch bunny hops with you. <laughs> like, if you if somebody's not into that then fine go your own way you know people just gotta live their lives yeah, I don't need those weird unicycle people in my life. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Dude, yeah everybody was staring at them. Everybody was staring at them. <laughs> trust them for one second on one wheel coming out of here with that. <laughs> but that's what it is, man. That's that's like, and and I I was not always like this. I used to be stubborn. I used to be judgmental, and a lot of that was my own issues, right? I didn't have faith in myself and and low low morale and depression and all these things but i'm like i can, I can keep being miserable and pointing fingers or i can be like listen 
that person's trying that person cares that person wants to be better like let's let's get behind that what happened to that now it's all like trolls on the internet and again that's why i don't watch the news just no that's why i hang out in the woods with the deer yeah cool i mean with that said (laughs) and we've we've touched on it a few times that's literally how the group started like the the facebook group it was Mm -hmm. you know me being in 30 other groups and looking at it and being like being fairly new to mountain biking and seeing people just get torn apart and it's like this isn't right this is not normal Um, people fight just to fight yeah i don't don't get it but you know hate it (laughs) yeah that's my soul thing life's hard enough like like day jobs and just responsibilities and quote-unquote adulting like when i don't want to open my phone to have someone telling me i'm an idiot because i asked the question yeah that's the thing most of the time it's the fact that they don't want to work on themselves right most of the time it's it's just like they're pointing out their flaws and somebody else because it makes mm. them feel better. And I, I, like I said, I've been guilty of it. Like I'm not, I'm not perfect. I still, that's one of the things I work on every day. Yep. Even with my girlfriend, you know, I try to tell her to stop hitting me and I try to do it nicely because she's just so violent, but no, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. We, we all, we can all be better. And, and I think that what you guys are doing is awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that I got to, you know, hang out with you guys. This is actually been really fun. I'm not saying that we're done, but, uh, I'm having a blast. Oh no, so. it sounds like you're kicking okay. us off, man. No, I mean we're we're definitely close. We're close to time, and I I think Tyler might have one last like the kind of big question we ask everyone, which we might have already covered. We t- like, but yeah, yeah, we kind of cover it a little bit, you know, throughout. But you know, I guess uh, we just ask everyone why they ride. And a summary of it. So, like, it could be as short as a sentence or a word or whatever. But, yeah, however you describe as a whole why you write. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two words. One, you know, I have to say adventure. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But, I, I mean, adventure and community, right? Like, the, what what you guys are doing, like, this is the community. This this is without a doubt the mountain bike community the outdoors community is is one of the reasons not only i'm able to do what i am today with the videos and all that stuff but it's one of the reasons i'm alive like if i if i didn't have this outlet in this community you know i again i've been to some really dark places and i'm not trying to go back so that that's that's why i'm here if it wasn't for the people reaching out and and starting things like this and keeping conversation going and pushing each other why do it all? You know what I mean? We can, we can all be trolls on her bridge or we can, or we can all lift each other up and just have a friggin' blast. So that's yeah. Adventure community, make a t-shirt, call it a day. I love it. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Don't try to trademark yeah. that. Jimmy's got it. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have video and audio evidence of this intellectual yeah, property. But yeah, dude, it's it, it's a blast. I, again, I'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing. I'm I'm glad that and, and humbled that you guys would want to talk with me. Uh, again, I'm just a regular guy with a bunch of issues that that found an outlet and an amazing community. And and you know, I I am really excited to watch this space continue to grow and and to you know from the team Granite guys to to Willem to to watching the CCF like the 
the CCF up and comers, the kids team there. What I love it watching those kids, man. It's the just, Devo team, the development Devo, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, just so awesome. Kids are animals, first of all, but like the fact that they get to be around such amazing people and, and to really see the better side of this community and at such a young age, man, if I was involved then, I could have skipped like a lot of drinking. It just would, it just would have been crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, it, it, it's pretty amazing uh, where things are going. And, and, you know, these things are a big part of it. And, and the conversation is a big part of it. No matter, you know, we're all different people from all very different places. But we all ride bikes and, and we all, you know, want to share a positive story. So let's, let's keep doing that. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Um, Absolutely. florida and he's like you know what, what do i gotta give you i gotta give you money for tolls i gotta give you money for food whatever i'm like dude i literally want nothing out of you but for you to have a good time yeah and, and this dude was so appreciative of it at the end <laughs> of the day he's like thank you so much man that was, i was so scared but by the end of the day like i was having so much fun i thought i would be gassed so much earlier but like i was having so much fun that i would just want to keep going back out so something you know just infecting others too that's so much fun yeah i mean what happened to the old days you know humility and one of my favorite things that like what happened to people holding doors open for people i, I noticed right. more and more it, it's like the what's it the the shopping cart narcs or whatever where people can't bring their carriages oh, back to the corral like, I, I don't know man when i was a kid my grandma would belt me if i didn't hold the door over i was just talking if, about that at work i don't know if it's not being taught or like i'm just not seeing it but there's like the, the small things that i really take pride in is if I can hold a door for something, it makes me feel for somebody. It makes me feel good. If I'm on an elevator and there's three people in there and two of them are women, they're exiting prior to me. It's like these little small things. Like, and, and my wife was actually the one who kind of mentioned that to me. That was never taught to me. It's like yeah. business etiquette or just gentleman etiquette. I've always been like, I walk on the outside of the street with my wife on the inside and my daughter on the inside. It's just, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're just doing the right thing. And it's the small things that have just add up. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I might be, it's, I'm way like, no, it, I mean, it matters. Right. And, and, and you making somebody smile for two seconds is yep. like, you know, you never know. That's like, I've dealt with a lot of people from being a chef to my AA days to sales and traveling all over the country and, and the one thing you realize is you don't know what's going on, right? If I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know I was, you know, a raging alcoholic and had all these issues and been all, you know what I mean? You don't know. So stop judging people and just give everybody, you know, just be human, treat people with respect. Like we, we all have a struggle, right? I talk about my alcoholism, but that doesn't, I don't mean to um, lower anybody's issues or, or vices or we all have our own battles. Right. But yep. the, the more negativity we spread, like you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what they've been through. Don't judge. Just hold the frigging door open. Just, just be a good person. Say hi. You know what I mean? Like that's you used to be able to go to a bar and just talk to somebody. And now it's like, yeah, get out of here. I'm on, I'm on my phone, whatever. I don't know. I'm done with all that, man. This is literally, this is what I think about every day. My brain doesn't stop to this day. I don't know, so. man. I'm getting a lot of like, 
marketing vibes here. I feel like a shirt with like just hold the door open <laughs> would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, got my you, so you got my hundred percent shirt on hundred yeah. percent together is their campaign, I guess. But I, uh, I feel like you like and that's... I could probably partner on like bikes, not beers, but we would sell no shirts. Could ever, everyone who rides bikes <laughs> drinks beers. So that would be like, that'd be a boss. Terrible sales plan. Yeah. We could make like 12 got, of like, them. And just keep got, them. Uh, what's that company? Athletic Brewing Company. Shout out. Yeah. No idea who really. I've, I have a couple in my fridge. A buddy gave me some. But like their whole thing is like, uh, I, I guess they did. My buddy just did a post. They did something about like sober January or something. Just encouraging those who, you know, drink to, to just give it a shot. See what happens. Like that's kind of cool. You know what I yep. mean? Like people are starting to think outside of the box and realize that there's more than, than just partying. Like there's way there's a whole other there's a whole other life out there and just treating people the right way and getting out there and meeting people and building and living in a community like yeah i don't know man it gets me all fired up so so you mentioned 100 percent, right i think you're partnered with them in some way um yep. typically at the end of the podcast we we want everyone to shout out all of their you know like obviously your youtube your insta any partners you have any people who have helped you along the you know journey any of that stuff just shout it out if we can find the links we'll post it when we post this on facebook and all that so feel free to to you know do those plugs Cool, yeah. So like, subscribe. <laughs> really helps out the channel. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff feels so corny, but it's necessary for the record. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's been countless people that have helped me along the way. Obviously, you know, all the Team Granite guys, Willem and everything he's doing with CCF and Dirt Lab. You know, I do have a lot of great partners that, that really do help, uh, you know, help with just the cost like this is this is not a cheap hobby for anyone that's ever done video editing or ridden a mountain bike in general the travel everything adds up so yeah i work i have some great sponsors you know obviously dirt labs one of them i'm working with untapped maple and their pro team this year some really good uh organic maple products kush core 100 gopro uh noble wheels is one of my favorite partners some really bulletproof carbon rims that's my next set of wheels yeah again due to you talk, talk to <laughs> i know a guy that knows a guy uh um, did you pay him for that one yeah, yeah yeah uh who else i'm just gonna keep just keep blabbing until i can pull up my list because i have no memory but uh <laughs> that's pretty much it the scent protein they're pretty cool too really good protein products but again if, if you follow along i'm on instagram mtb mountain bike travel review same thing on youtube same thing on facebook follow along you know comment share i mean i'm i'm really trying to embrace the community more and just teach and grow i'm going to be doing oh one thing i do want to mention i'm going to be partnering with bootlegger bikes which is a really really awesome bike shop near me here in vermont most people won't, won't, won't visit them i mean they're kind of out there but if you're ever north of burlington bootlegger bikes is rad but i'm going to be starting a new series with them kind of like don't really have the name yet but like stupid simple shop talk or something like that i'm literally just gonna head down to the shop once a week and just like talk bikes do like a quick video three to five minutes like carbon bars versus aluminum bars how to buy your first mountain bike like me as a mountain biker and them as the shop experts and engineers and just make a whole series out of it so really excited to work with bootleggers and some guys that are a bit more engineer minded and 
you know, hopefully pump out some, some good information for those getting into riding or just that want to dabble in some new subjects. I met those guys at a Scutney, um, at, nice. at flow state and I, I'm in Vegas right now. I don't know why I was thinking. I like literally went to the drawer to see if I had my bootlegger shirt, like to show you guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, really, really cool dudes. And they had this, like, I don't even know. It, it, it was a mountain bike with drop bars. The thing was so, have you seen those? The bikes they made with the drop bars and it's just like mm. a straight mountain bike. Yeah. There's this guy out there, like Ho-Tang. I think he's from like the West Coast, man, and he he's been riding that with drop bars and everything, just sending it on some slope jumps, stuff like that. Like this guy's crazy. Yeah, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but it sounds legit, dude. So <laughs> hey, check it out when when you go there. They gotta have them in the shop. It, it was it was it's like like a '90s geometry. It might have been steel with some drop was it a gra- bars. Was it a gravel rig? No. It was set up for like straight mountain biking. It might have been the guy's personal bike that he just built. Yeah, there's um, a lot of savage equipment up here. Look, look for that thing. I will, I will. But yeah, Matt, Matt and Josh are the owners of the shop. I think they're actually going to be opening another shop too. But again, it's just like the community up here is is pretty pretty savage and knowledgeable and and just true adventurers. Like to. To make it as a bike shop in Vermont is, is pretty gangster out here in the boonies. So, um, yeah, I mean, these, these, this is the amazing part of, of what I've created here, right? Like this was never, again, I just started making videos to like show people some trails and look at it now. So, um, yeah, really full circle and, and great. And thanks again for having me guys. Like this is, I was pretty nervous coming into this, even though I'm in front of the camera all the time, I feel like it's different. Uh, pod, podcasts are kind of terrifying, but you guys are awesome, and this was this is a really fun conversation. So yeah, thanks again so, for having me. This is a blast. Awesome, Jimmy. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Cool, guys. Well, I'll see you out there.